To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Inder Brady is our UK correspondent. Hi, Inder. Hey, Heather. Great to speak to you again. Now, Inder, we've been having a look at this um, this deal between the UK and France on, on the migrants. The interesting thing here seems to be that there were some concerns, at least, that, that there would be no deal on how to take the migrants back once they got to the UK. Has that fear been borne out? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we've now reached a situation where 41,000 people have reached the UK this year from France in these flimsy little dinghies. It's 26 miles of water. It's a conundrum that has been going on for seven, eight years. I mean, on Saturday alone, nearly 1,000 people got across. We're having really unseasonably warm winter weather. The seas are really calm. And the criminal gangs behind all these enterprises who basically round up all the people, they're taking six, $7,000 per person, man, women, children. That's what it costs to get in one of these dinghies. They push them off out to sea and they are making an absolute mint off the back of human misery. So what's happened now is the UK government has again gone to Paris, sat down with the French government, and the deal now, the latest one, $140 million the UK will pay again towards French policing to step up patrols on the beaches. And crucially, this time, there will be British police officers in the control rooms with the French police watching it all happen live. Now, there's the guts of 200 kilometres of French coastline that they can actually access the, the criminal gangs and push dinghies out to sea. So the French are making it quite clear that, you know, if Britain wants this policed, you're going to have to pay for it. OK, and so once, the, once the, U, the, the migrants reach the UK, no provision for them to be able to be returned to France? No. So what's happening here, we're spending, the UK taxpayer, approximately two, $2.5 million a day on mm. hotels for the migrants who come over. So I've seen this happen firsthand. I've been down on the beaches in Kent, and you're standing there and you can, you can spot people, you can see the dinghies, they land, they have no documentation. This is the first thing that the criminals tell the people to do. They shred their documents so there's no passports and then they will arrive here and they may have come from any country you name but they will tell the authorities they're from somewhere that they can't be sent back to, like Iran. They will then mm. say, this is how it works and I've heard this firsthand. So young men in their 20s, and this is predominantly who's coming here, they will say they're from Iran and they've been persecuted at home because they're gay. And it's up to the UK authorities to prove otherwise. Mm. And they're then taken off, put in a hotel, and the UK taxpayer is picking up the bill. And it's quite clear that the new government has, has reached breaking point. They've had enough of this. Inda, is it just me or is that photograph of King Charles, his first, his first birthday on the, the throne. Is that photograph particularly arty? Is it normal to be that arty? I think it's, look, he's trying to make his own mark. And it, it, it's interesting. There's a lot has happened yesterday. So everyone's talking about the photograph. But one little thing that he sneaked under the radar, um, and this is really interesting. So there was a statement read out briefly, a very short statement in the House of Lords on behalf of the King on his birthday yesterday. So it's quite clear he has been perplexed by the situation with Andrew and Harry, who remain councillors of state. So if the King is abroad or ill or unwell, there are five people who can stand in for him. So there's Camilla 
and then there are four others as councillors of state. Believe it or not, Andrew or Harry, Andrew and Harry are still councillors of state. Charles has moved very, very quickly to sort that out. So he has let it be known um, that he would like Anne and Edward to step in for him. Now, there's got to be a law change to remove councillors of state, but quite clearly what's going to happen is that Andrew and Harry will be going. They will no longer be councillors of state and into the breach, if needed, will step Anne and Edward. And uh, the other councillors of state, obviously, um, Beatrice is in that list as well, uh, but out go, I'm sorry, um, the Prince of Wales, the current Prince of Wales, William. So William and Beatrice will be joined by Anne and Edward, but out will go Harry and Andrew. And um, Charles Charles did that on his birthday. I mean, you have to quite admire the ruthless efficiency of that as a birthday gift. Jeez, I'll tell you what, he is as ruthless as a Ender. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Ender Brady, UK correspondent this evening. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.